everyone. I'm Andrew Kurtz, and I am one of the pastors at the Vineyard Church. Thanks for joining me here on the Team Vineyard podcast, where we try to love Jesus, grow together, and give back. And today we are talking about family life. More specifically, we're talking about kids and families um, over the last two months, because we've had a pretty unique season of life hit all of us these past two months with the whole pandemic and quarantine life and and all that. And so the hope today is to create some conversation around the last two months, how these two months have affected families, what we've learned, where we've had some misses, what's next. Uh, So to help me with this conversation, I have two special guests with me. We've got David and Sarah Miller. And um, David and Sarah are members of our Grape Road campus. So thank you guys for joining me today with this podcast. How are you guys doing? We're good. Thanks for asking us. We're glad to be able to share. Yeah. So David and Sarah have been around the church for a long time. Do you guys remember how long, like, how long have you been at the Vineyard? We're like 13-ish years, 12, oh, 12, together, 12 been, 13 together, years. It's been like 13 years. I came throughout college, so that was like somewhere between 02 and 06 that I started, so yeah, a lot longer. Well, can you guys tell me a little bit more about who you are? Um, what does your family look like? Um, just tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, so Dave and Sarah Miller, um, we have, we've been married for 10, going on 11 years here next month, um, which is crazy. We have two beautiful little girls, uh, Elise, who's six and in kindergarten, loves, loves kindergarten. That's part of our story, as we'll share later on. And then Tegan, who's four, uh, and she's in preschool. Um, and I run Sylvan Learning. I'm the executive director and franchisee. Um, with Sylvan Learning and Dave? I'm a stay-at-home dad, but I'm a licensed therapist, so I've been uh, trying to figure out how to do therapy uh, via Zoom since this thing has started. But uh, I spend a lot of my time chasing a four- and a six-year-old around the house. Yep. That's what I do. And he does an amazing job with it. So a a lot of parents can relate to that and the Zoom stuff. A lot of people just in general can relate to figuring out Zoom and and making adjustments to an online world. Um, So I I wanted to ask and and get into the conversation of how has the coronavirus, how has COVID-19 affected you as a family? How has it um, changed your family dynamics, gotten into, you know, how you guys interact, what you do? all of that. Just go ahead and speak into that a little bit. So I think for us, it's been a pretty dramatic change uh, in many different ways uh, from, you know, obviously the kids not going to school. Our girls absolutely love school. So that was a huge impact. And it's been a continuation of our story. Our oldest, Elise, is struggling through grief and loss and not knowing how to process that. So it's impacted us that way. Um, It's impacted us as I... um, running a a busy company across the state of Indiana. I didn't get a lot of nights home and didn't get a lot of days home, would have long weeks. And so we immediately pretty quickly came to work from home. And so it was a whole new experience of running a busy company from home. Um, And so we had that experience and then balancing out the work-life balance in a completely different way. Um, But the positives of that have been I've gotten to see Dave 
as a dad in a completely different way. Uh, just, you know, I'll be in my conferences and listening in between calls or um, and hearing him just interact with the girls in a different way and hearing what their day looks like that I've never gotten to see or hear before has been so incredibly awesome. So I'd say in that way, even though I haven't maybe had more minutes you know, more time home per se in terms of being with them. You know, I'm physically there, but working, um, it's given me a chance to hear and see what the day in a life looks like. So that's been really neat for us. And I think it's given, there's been a lot more grace in how I respond, I realize. I think for me, we went to, you know, all our busy activities, you know, and dropping off at school and running the other one to school. Um, and then, and then, you know, trying to work in between the days that they're, you know, at school, and then mine just stopped. You know, it just dropped off. You know, within a 24-hour period, I couldn't see uh, three of my four clients, and and I was just done. You know, and then I struggled with the the teaching portion of it. I am not the best and most patient teacher. In a, in a classroom I'm setting. I'm pretty sure you're not the only one, only parent, <laughs> only person out there who's been having some difficulty with the whole e-learning thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then the struggle with like going from being, the, you know, doing work and being very, you know, liking what I do and then not having that, that was a struggle because I still got, you know, before I got that two to three days a week where I was working and then now I don't, I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was a real hard adjustment for me to kind of figure out, you know, the dad thing is always, you know, the stay-at-home dad thing has always been my role. But then when that work piece got taken out, that was really hard. And we all kind of had, had to refigure yeah, out our identity. Yeah, our yeah. identities through it. The girls had to. We had to as our relationship as, you know, husband and wife, mother and father. Um, and then just as an employer employee, we all, you know, had to kind of figure that out. So those first few weeks, I think, were really about. I think the grief of what we thought would be, you know, in dealing with grief and loss and where God was taking us in this and adjusting to what our new looked like and and not always in negative ways, but just trying to understand what we were like, like Dave was saying, you know, is our identity was, was different. Talk a little bit about what, what did the grief look like? How did that show up in, in you guys and in the girls? through the change and through the grief that there was with change and the, the loss we felt of what we wanted for the future, we had to start really, really, for us, I think, speaking into it, maybe even before our hearts fully could could come to it was we had to speak into that. You know, we don't get it either. Like, let's acknowledge well, being the Being honest with the girls yeah. was really big, but like it didn't really hit them that it was as big as it was, I think, until school got canceled. Mm-hmm. Once they canceled school, L didn't, L really started to struggle. You know, because at the beginning it was kind of fun, you know, we were doing this stuff, it was supposed to be like a, a week break or something like two week break, you know, and it was really when we told L, you know, well school is canceled, you won't be going back to kindergarten, that she really started having a hard time. Well, and so interesting part of that story there too is that we we actually didn't tell them right away. I think we struggled as parents, I struggled, and I think they, we, we didn't were, know how to, we, we we didn't know know how how to tell them. them. Yeah, how it's, do you, because Tegan, Tegan is, you know, she has moments, but at four she doesn't understand it all. Right. 
But Elise, she really, and she's just in a more emotional she's kid, a lot anyways. More yeah, so she's mature. I would say for her for her age and emotionally mature, she can tell you how she feels, and she can tell you she has a lot of feelings and she doesn't know how to express them all the time. But like that was that was hard, and I think that was one of the things for me where I was able to pull on work a little bit of. You know, okay, so we have to break this down for them to get them to understand, you know, of the what is going on at a six-year-old level that she understands, but yet that isn't as terrifying as, you know, what what is going on. And I think what is it the first the first week service? Somebody talked about like I think it was Mark talked about like what are you going to do? You have all this time now. What are you going to do? Somebody posted a, a meme on Facebook that was like, if you have a small business or a hobby and you come out of this and you haven't furthered that, it isn't because you don't have time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we did was we've always done Bible study with our kids. You know, we've always done a, a Bible reading at night. And then in the morning, it's kind of been spotty of doing devotions. You know, they, they really like uh, the Right Now Media mm-hmm. super book and... Friends and Heroes of the Bible, but with with this time at home, it really worked out where they could watch, you know, an episode. We always pick two; they each get to pick their own, and then I got my time to do devotions during that, and that helped out a lot for me with reducing my anxiety and fear because I was actually getting on a routine basis, which is something I've always struggled with, was that devotional time. So with them getting into the word and you know us getting into the word more that was one of the big positives that's come out of yeah. it is having well making that time and building in that time and it's opened their door their questions because we've given them opportunity yeah we're using the platform of right now media um and those those great videos and stories that just really walk them through the bible but we have also been more intentional about making sure that you know, night, bedtime, it's given because of the change in my role um, in my time at home, I've, we've been able to do bedtime more regularly together and really try to invest in the Bible time and making sure we're, we're having that Bible story every night. Um, but that really has opened the door for questions for them, things that I never have heard them ask before. You know, what does this mean about something that's said in the Bible? And even during services, the kids will say, well, mom, what is what does he mean by that? What does that mean? So it's open doors for conversations we never would have had without this. And it kind of derailed things for a while. But since this all started, you know, we would take intentional time in the middle of the day, not just at lunch, but to pray, you know, because of all the uncertainties. Well, both of them now have started praying more you know, and we don't get to pray at bedtime because they they fight over who gets to pray first. And Tegan often gets upset if she's not the one praying first, you know, but they're stepping, they're stepping into that. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the fact that they're, you know, doing more of this, if they're seeing it more from us or because we've, we've always Dave, done devotions. It's just yeah. the busy life of trying to balance work and family and, and getting them to school and all that. But you've always done a good job when I would say, hey, you know, we've, I, I've had a hard day or I don't know where to go for it. I mean, there's a lot of moments when I'm leading people that 
I have to make that leadership decision and there's nobody to say, oh, hey, what else do you think I should do? So for me, I have to go to Christ and to Dave. And I say, hey, Dave, like, I just need you to pray. And he'll put the girls, like, he'll stop what they're doing. And I've now been able to hear it, not just have him tell me, but I hear him down downstairs stop and say, hey, mom needs us to pray right now. Like, everybody stop and this is what we're going to do. And so he's showing the girls that it's not just you pray in the morning. It's not just that you pray at night. It's when the hard times are hard and you have no other answer. It's right in front of you. Yeah. And so you guys are hitting on something that's been on my heart on uh, Vineyard Kids ministry. Our, our heart is to teach families that the church is not necessarily the primary disciple maker of your children. And um, I think a lot of families may be missing that mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all, all of a sudden, just in like the course of a, a day or a week, we've got everybody is now learning how to do this at home. And, and if, if you don't, if the parent isn't doing it, then nobody's teaching your children about the Lord and about his goodness and how to pray. And, and so it's, it's just been really cool to see. Um, I've, I've watched through Facebook for some different families and for your family, seeing how the girls are coming along and, and pressing in and doing more. And it's, it's just exciting for me to see that and to see families stepping up, parents stepping up in that role as the primary disciple maker for children. Um, so another question, what's the hardest part about that? Um, is it like you don't know what to teach next or um, how to show certain things or... What do you think, Flawed, flawed parenting. Yeah, yeah. By no means are we great <laughs> like, at this. <laughs> I, there is, a, there was uh, one day it, that really sticks out to me. Is I remember trying to do something with Elle at school. It went disastrously. It was like eight thirty in the morning, and I remember like I walked out to the garage. I got a pop, and. I opened it and I drank half of the pop in the garage Why she was inside crying. I was trying to figure out what caused me to lose it. And then I had to go back in, apologize, calm her down. And I think later on, like the whole Bible story that morning was about forgiveness and like just being like, I am not the greatest parent in the world and I lose it. And 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 then that's the hard like how am i supposed to teach them biblical truths when i'm a flawed individual and you know their your kids don't get that you know they see andrew or miss elena as these like <laughs> no like because yeah. they don't they get to see the side of i hope the kids in at grape road see us as teachers as you know really good people because of you know that's what we're doing there is to teach them but when you're living and the, your kids see that you're you know a grumpy dad when you wake up and you're really sure that that's that's the hardest part that i've had it's not what bible stories to teach or how to teach it or you know what practical lessons to teach them throughout the day but going back and saying, yeah, dad really messed up. And I, I think that's the key is they get to see the humility of, of I am not perfect and I, I've got things that I'm working on and I need Jesus. Right. And, and that's, that's the part that, that your girls are probably seeing right now is um, more of that. Um, not necessarily more of the, wow, dad's, ooh, he's struggling today. <laughs> I think the piece of it too is sometimes we wait 
Um, like I, I loved Brandy and Jimmy, the fact that they were, they early on in this whole thing talked about just having a family devotion time, right? And mm-hmm. we're in small group with them, so it was yeah, great. Right before it started, yeah, it was right they before, gave so them a huge We got talk. to talk through yeah, that. that was really cool. So it's helpful, and it, but I think what I get in, I'm a perfectionist by nature. I oh, know no are? one knows this. I know. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I struggle to do sometimes anything because, oh, it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect Bible study, or we didn't get it quite right, or we read one chapter of Esther, I think, after we talked, Brandy and Jimmy shared, and then I think after that, we never but went we back. Did, we didn't go back to reading it from the Bible, but we always read it from the kids' Bible. Yeah, and you so know, we found a their different way. Short, their short yeah. ones, mm-hmm. where they were doing the Bible stories in the morning, but... We, just, we didn't read it directly out of the normal Bible, the adult Bible. in the season we realized that it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the perfect Bible study. It doesn't have to be the perfect timing. It doesn't have to be really the, the most impo- important moments have been the ones where we've shown them that we're flawed. They've seen that we have to ask for their forgiveness. We have to ask for God's forgiveness. Again, Dave does a great job modeling in so many ways, taking time to read his devotions. He's on his knees in prayer. The girls see that. They know, don't come in there if dad's oh, that up. is not true. They come in all the time. They can have a kiss neck. Dad, can I watch another cartoon? They try. They try. They but, don't try. you know, that being said, I mean, they, they've seen that and then they've they've questioned so many things. It's just been given us so many raw, pure moments mm-hmm. that again, we just wouldn't have had. And just the f- couple of weeks into um, online service when Al just was digging into our Bible and we just, you know, have made it a rule during service time. There's no toys out. Like you get to either draw and color, write your, you know, write down what you're reading. And yes, there's been. Games. It's been a struggle it's for been me. A struggle. Who's trying to pay attention with a four and a six year old who don't stop to ask their question. They just, blurt it out so you miss the next major point. But it's been really nice to see them listen to their thoughts in yeah. their head as it comes out and hear well, their we, we told Elle to draw. I think somebody made a comment about drawing something during service. It was probably Mark. I think Elle Steve literally did. Drew, <laughs> literally drew Mark on stage. Like that was, she didn't draw what God was telling, you know, what she was hearing from God. It's just a picture of Mark on stage. You know, and then the next week it was a little more in depth. You know, she drew something, you know, she wrote her little catchphrase out that really meant yeah, something this, to this her. This week she wrote trust in the Lord and it's just been such a pure, some of those things have just been so pure that we have them around the house that we've been able, those are memories but I want to keep. That was a big one for her this week because she been talking about it over and over of, I know God has a plan, but this is really hard. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of interesting how she she identified that on Sunday through the message. And then that has been her struggle all week is to, to trust. So that yeah. was interesting to see that in a, in a six-year-old. Now, as, as we are on our way, potentially on our way out of quarantine and hopefully that it keeps progressing in in a positive direction. Um, What is one piece of advice that you could give to other parents, other families that are kind of in similar situations, dealing with similar things, um, or or potentially even to people who aren't parents and families, um, but how could they interact with you guys? I am always open. If somebody is feeling down and needs to talk, like... I, I'm a huge social person. So like that was one of the things that helped me is I reached out to my small group guys, um, Joel, you know, different, different people. I would have been like, you know, Tony from from great road. I was like, you know, guys, how are you doing today? You know, and more of that was for them literally to ask me how I was doing so I could unload, 
but yeah, it was it was cool how we all kind of, you know, just making that conversation piece was huge, you know. But then I would say it's never too late to start. You know, we're going to be this way through summer, you know, to just dive into either your own personal time or getting your kids into their devotional time and just living it, just living it out as best as you can and doing it while you have the time, you know. If you don't develop them when you have all this free time, then there's a there's a disconnect. You know, you're not doing yeah. what you always said, only I had more time. Yeah, and I would say for for me it's listening, taking the time to listen to the to the kids. Um, I think I so often am rushing from the next thing to the next thing or telling them, Hold on one minute, mom's gotta make a phone call, you know, I'll be with you in a minute. But just stopping and just saying talk to me and just letting them talk and those moments have been the pure. Some of the phrases that they've said, I have no idea where they've gotten them from. But, you know, with that, it's realizing that their hearts and minds are so much deeper than I've I've known and understood theirs to be. And so we've gotten to know our kids in these moments, and I never want to lose that. I've gotten to know our kids and their hearts for what they are. And, you know, they're as, super as, durable. Like, yeah. kids are more resilient than what yeah. us parents give us them credit for. But... W- we often just say, well, I got to do this or I got to do this. And the little thing that they want the most is just to spend time with us. They don't care, you know, they don't, well, they don't try to understand more than they don't care. But, you know, the whole adult responsibility of I need to do this, I need to do this to be a responsible adult, they just want to be loved and they just want attention and, you yeah, know, just treat them like little people. Yeah, and just not hope we don't just lose sight of that. Go yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just hope we don't lose sight of that in the days ahead, that we have been given a, a really an opportunity to see each other as husband and wife differently, um, and we've been given an opportunity to see our kids, and, and most importantly, I think we've been given an opportunity to see Christ in a completely different way. We've never been forced to trust God the level that we've been forced to yes. trust God in these, yeah. in these last few weeks. Well, and I so, think when I some think, of the big events in the past have always happened, you know— you either you either lean in or you lean out and that is definitely going to make a big difference on what you're doing and our kids saw it our kids saw us lean I think, in i like to think that they saw us lean in it sounds like they, they you have. know and yeah. i mean I, I really think this is a, a big moment for them because they're either going to learn like we don't go to church just because our friends are there and we want to see our friends which is why they go to church you know, if they get to see Harper, then they're ecstatic, you know, like, but I think this is kind of their, yeah, what, their leaning in moment for them. Like they've what, seen us walk the walk, but when it got hard, we didn't waver, you know, and I think they learned that. I hope that's one of the lessons they learned. And what Tegan this. said today, as we were talking about this on the way here, she said, I feel God in my heart, mommy. I feel God move in my heart. And I think that's what I want her to always feel from these moments in these times is as, as crazy and scary as it was in these moments, in these times, it wasn't about the church building. It was about the faith that she saw in us and in the people around yeah. her that she got to walk through. Yeah. And, and, uh, I've seen, I, I think what I'm seeing is that for many people, this is becoming the defining moment for for their faith for, for your girls this is becoming a defining moment as they look back they're gonna hopefully think 
wow, I knew Jesus in that time. And as parents and as adults, as any of us that are listening, this is, this is the time while wow, I knew Jesus in that time better than I've ever known him. And I've grown closer to him more than I ever had before. So I, I just think that's really such an opportunity that we've had. And I don't want to lose that. And so I, I just want to encourage people that are listening right now to, to a- approach this next season, whatever that looks like in a similar fashion, being intentional with the way that you talk with your children and the, intentional with the way that you connect with your your husband or your wife or your, your other family members, friends. There's just some intentionality that I think we've had to learn over the last two months. Well, thanks so much, David and Sarah, for joining and, and sharing your thoughts and wisdom and, and all sorts of great stuff with us. I hope uh, that everyone listening can get a few nuggets. I'm, I'm sure I did um, from hearing what you guys had to share. And so I, I hope everybody that you're listening that um, you can you can continue to uh, seek God and seek God for your kids, seek God for your family as we transition hopefully into a a world without a coronavirus. Um, And so thanks so much for joining us. We hope to see you all soon at the church, but uh, have a great day. 